Hello and welcome to Mystical and Mysteries, the podcast. Join your host, Olivia Dybert, as she talks about true crime with a psychic medium twist. She will be spotlighting missing persons, cold cases, and paranormal investigations, and featuring interviews with experts in their field, psychic medium roundtables, and covering any and every topic under the metaphysical umbrella. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Mystical Mysteries. Today, we are talking about James Adimsky. Um, this is kind of a baffling case um, and a very interesting one, I'll say. Um, let me just tell you a little bit. I, I, let me just say this. I'm also in a roundtable with all these gorgeous people, Dee and Milo and Eli, Nadine and Maria. Um, I will have all their information if you want to get a hold of them in the descriptions below. Um, and they do all kinds of great services. Um, so I'm just going to put that out there. You can contact them if you need to. Um, but going back to James, James Abditsky, he in 1982, James was 18 years old and he lived in um, Czech. Oh, God, here I go again with pronunciations. Chectawaga, Chectawaga, New York. Anybody? Is that, I don't know. Anyway, Chectawaga, New York, with his mom, his dad, and his younger brother. Um, this his disappearance happened around Halloween um, in 1982. So on talk on, on October 30th of 1982, James dressed up in a costume that he called the American Gigolo look. Um, and it was a Halloween party that he went to. Now, in 1982, let me just say this. James was 18 years old. He was a senior in high school. But in 1982, in New York, it was legal. There was That was like the drinking age. Not, not anymore. It's 21. Um, but back then, it was 18. So he went to a Halloween party. And it was a bar that was called 5 and 23. And it was about four miles or so away from his home. Um, and he attended this party. Um, the, his brother was quoted saying that like the last time I saw my brother, he was getting ready to go to this party. He gave me a kiss and he said, have a good time trick-or-treating kid. And the, just like, just, it's just so heartbreaking when you have a relative that you re look up to like they were super close and even though James I think was like about five years older than he was James included him in a lot of things that they did you know as when they were younger um so a lot of friends did see James um at the bar he, they were all like heavily intoxicated I guess it was a kind of party of like you pay for the ticket and then there was just endless amounts of booze. So they were all pretty um, drunk. And at some point there was an altercation at the party. Um, and it was between James and a smaller group of, of guys there. Um, but they really didn't think that the that altercation was that big of a deal. Um, and it wouldn't cause his disappearance. So um, James decided to leave the bar. He was last seeing, seen walking with another female home. 
Um, and then they split ways and James was on his way home. And that was the last anybody saw. And I believe it may have been the FEMA that saw him walking down that, that way. And then that was the last. Um, the next morning, James' parents woke, um, woke up. They discovered that James was not in his room. So not like him. He was just a good kid, good character, good grades. People loved him at school. Um, and he would have called his parents. He was that kid. He was that kid that if he was not going to come home, he would have said something. Um, there was a lot of searches for him. Um, and it was weeks, weeks and weeks. Um, I believe that he was found the day after Christmas in 1982. Two rabbit hunters, I think, found his body. It was in a shallow grave in a wooded area about four miles from where he was last seen. Um, James was still wearing a Halloween costume. And it was reported that he was most likely beaten to death with some kind of blunt instrument. He suffered um, a lot of wounds, blows to his forehead. And the um, medical examiner suspects that the murder weapon was possibly a baseball bat or, or like a two by four plank of wood or a tire iron, something long and really heavy. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody who was at the party was questioned by police. Um, James didn't have any known enemies. Like I said, people loved him. He, teachers loved him and they just could not figure out, but they technically ruled out everybody from this bar and they really didn't think that the argument had anything to do with his disappearance. So with that all given his, again, his body was found. We know he was murdered, but who did it? Who wants to go first? Nadine, do you want to go first? Sure. So I know you described some things already. I'm just going to read kind of like what the things I got, similar to what you said, you know, a very good boy, you know, like just a good kid, you know, um, wouldn't do anything bad, had lots of friends, you know, there weren't really any enemies. Um, I definitely did see him going to some kind of, I don't know if it was a party, but if definitely something with alcohol, was it, but I did see him drinking shots of vodka or something. So it's definitely alcohol involved and being intoxicated. Um, and, um, he looked well put together. I put in the notes like Hugh Hefner, you know, like the open shirt, like, you know, that like big shot color and stuff like that. So yeah. very nice dress shirt on and stuff. So that might be what this gigolo look is like. I'm not sure what a I... gigolo looks like, but <laughs> something to that amount. Um, and I know when he left the um, party or whatever he was at and he was walking, somebody stopped him on the side of the road. Somebody in a car stopped him on the side of the road. Now, when I saw the car, I saw it as a Pontiac Grand Am 1980. That's the year that I wrote down. And inside interior was brown leather. I'm not sure what the outside looked like, but I was pulled inside. It was brown leather. And there were definitely two people in there. There might've been a third one. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and it seemed like they knew each other, or at least they kind of knew of each other, but I feel like they knew each other. I know that there was a struggle, almost like trying to get him into, I don't know if he necessarily wanted to get into the car, but it was kind of like a struggle getting him into the car. And at some point they drove somewhere and um, there was a heavy object involved. And I know that he got blows on the head. I definitely saw blows on the head, um, maybe even somewhere else on the body, but mostly blows on the head. Um, 
also also felt that um, getting him into that car, he was threatened. I saw a pocket knife, somebody holding a pocket knife maybe to him or something, like get into the car now. Right. So he was, you know, he didn't go in the car, I feel, voluntarily. Um, and then what else I got? Um, yeah, it wasn't totally ransom. They knew him for sure. And um, I, I got something about a hunter because I saw animal skins and... And I didn't really know where to put the hunter, but when you said that hunters found him, then yep. that's probably what it is, that some kind of hunting um, um, coincidence there. And that's all I got. So three people involved, they knew him. I'm not sure if these were the people from the party or not, but they definitely threatened him to get into the car and then they murdered him. And did you see them around um, his age? Do they look older or younger? They definitely know. They look like his age, somewhere around his age, 17, right. 18, 19, somewhere around that age. Yeah. They weren't older. They weren't older people. I also saw an older style vehicle and okay. I, it was like a green color. It just reminded me of like a, um, and I think I either said, I, I don't know, is Pontiac and a Cutlass the same thing? But I, those were what I think I picked up was like a Pontiac or a Cutlass or something like that, but an old, old car, same mm -hmm. age. Yeah. Late seventies. I think I got, but really cool. All right. Who's next? Maria. Yes. Okay. Yay. <laughs> okay. I fell drawn to the West, uh, to the East of the USA. I got New York or maybe Canada. I got him at school, high school. It feels he left his home to join a party to meet a girl or girls. There are stuff you mentioned already, of course. Uh, it feels he was kind of everyone's darling. He was liked by everyone, but, but he also had people around him who didn't like him because they were jealous of him, because of his success with school, sports, girls, talents, whatever. So I think the motive is jealousy. Uh, he was definitely definitely no troublemaker. Um, yes, let's see. Uh, for me, it feels, yes, um, he got in a trap on the way to the party or on the way home. Um, I got three male perps around his age, teenagers. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they look really young, Caucasian. They knew him. Uh, one with dark hair, not long, but covering the ears. One with very short, dark blonde hair. The third with glasses and short brown hair. Um, yes, I had the impression they were, all wore Halloween costumes. I heard the name Mike or Michael a few times. Alcohol involved for both uh, perps and victim, victim. It seems to me that the were waiting because they knew they would he would go that way home. Uh, I got the smell of a vehicle, but I didn't see it. I got beating, blunt force trauma with a wooden object. My first impression was a baseball bat. Uh, two held him and one was beating with the object. He got blows to the head. I don't think it was planned to kill him. My impression was that they wanted to give him a rub down and to frighten him in an extreme way. But the injuries were too severe and he died. I had the impression that they moved the body. Location of murders, not the location of body was found. 
they dumped his body and they were trying to hide him. They thought it could look like an accident. It was wooded area, left and right of the road. He got flown over an embankment. There was DNA left by a perp at or near crime scene where body was found, but it was not found by the police. One perp had an injury in the face from struggle, but he said he fell, he had an explanation and no one was questioning it. And no one suspected all three to be in connection with the murder. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I think honestly, they, they dropped the ball here in my opinion, but all right, who's next? Milo, or Eli, or Milo, or Eli. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so I had originally gotten, uh, when I honed in on the picture, I got the names Adam and Jamie, um, and then I got the word gigolo. Um, I also have two or three people, um, being involved uh all around his age um two of them were more athletic build one was a, a little thinner and i have two of them wearing like the same kind of mask like a, a devil mask or something that um uh and the third one was wearing a different costume um there was something about leave my girl alone um there were multiple incidents. Something happened at the party, but there was something that happened after the party on his way home. Um, that, uh, let's see. I also got that he was beaten with a wooden club or a bat or a wooden mallet. Um, and that it was some kind of revenge thing um, from the, the less athletic looking of the three people um then um i also got that that he took something of his that uh that the one who did the actual assault was uh took like either a necklace or something small and shiny from him um and i got the name uh mac or max or mark uh in connection with the um with the perps um i also got that someone saw him after the party there was a girl walking um and he walked with her or something um and oh and that uh one of the perps uh in the process of beating had an injury on the right hand or arm yeah we're all getting some of the same stuff milo go for it Nope. There we go. <laughs> okay, so um, I was pulled to upstate New York, the Niagara Falls area. So I'm not sure where in New York um, he was, but I got that I felt like it was up upstate. Um, white male, late teens, falls uh, around. It happened around Samhain, Halloween. Uh, he was beaten to death. There was alcohol involved. 18 to 19 years old. There was a fight at a party. Um, the victim himself was drunk. There is a car involved. 
I felt like he was uh, picked up by two, maybe three boys around his same age or a little bit older. Um, they beat him up. There was uh, a baton, like a fire uh, tire club or a police baton, something like that. Um, that. And they were hitting him in a wooded area two to three miles away from the party. They covered his body, buried him with branches and leaves. They were going to show him, teach him a lesson. Uh, the beating went too far. I feel like I was being punched and hit um, with a tire club. Um, hit in the back, the heads, the arms, uh, as I was trying to defend myself. <clears throat> the first male um, I got, not that he would had longer hair, but it was shaggier, um, dark brown, skinny and about 5'10 or so, thicker eyebrows, hair looks like a little bit 70s-ish, um, and a thin, ang a thick angular face, not a pretty boy, but not really, you know, hideous either. Mm -hmm. um, kind of rough looking almond shaped eyes, brown eyes. Um, the second male had blondish hair, shorter, 5'8 or 5'7, solidly built, not lanky, also shaggy hair, um, thinner eyebrows, wider nose and squarish looking jaw. Um, I, I feel like there was a third person, but he didn't really do anything. Like he was just like there for the ride and all of a sudden things happened. I have that um, too. The car is a two-door older model, like uh, 70s. A rounded headlights, bluish. I feel like I'm seeing it through a haze or a fog. Um, it had chrome bumpers uh, front and back. Interior is dark leather or cloth or pleather. Um, body is not far from a main road. Uh, oh. And then I, uh, then I realized the body had been found and that he's not a missing person because I saw his grave. Um, this happened a long time ago. Um, costume party, perps are wearing Halloween masks. It's uh, feeling very, it felt very Twilight Zone, kind of weird when yeah. I saw that part because the masks were like weird, like something you would see in a Twilight Zone episode, <laughs> like devil masks or something. Right. And Eli saw the same thing. And so, Similar, you, yeah, yeah. so far, you guys are all pretty much gotten what I've gotten as well. I, I'm going to give my reading really quick because it matches so far everything we've heard. Um, I did see three guys. I saw that they were um, approximately his age. Um, I did see one more athletically built. Um, I saw him walking with a female. I did feel like he was at a party. I did feel there was a ton of alcohol involved. So bad decisions like for everybody involved. And then I saw him walking down the street with a female and that he ended up separating from his friends is how I felt. Um, I did feel like the car drove by and then went around the block or something and came back because they spotted him. They're like, let's get him, let's get him, you know? I do also feel like they did not go to do that with the intent to kill, but to like fuck him up. Like that's the feeling that I had, like to go and beat him up and mess with him. Um, I did feel like a baseball bat was involved. Um, trying to think, I did see an old, the older vehicle like Nadine did. Um, I felt like it was a 1978 or 1976 vehicle green, like a Cutlass or Pontiac or something like that. Um, what else did I get? Blunt force trauma. I knew there was, you know, 
damage to the head. Um, so, I mean, basically it's all kind of the same so far. D, what did you get? I can see you like shaking your head like a <laughs> right now. Yeah. It's going, what'd you get? Well, yeah. Um, so I did a general, just a, a general sort of check-in with him. And I got that he was a genuinely nice guy, really nice guy, sincere and earnest in his intentions. Like if he intended to do something, he'd put his whole heart into it and do it yeah. well. Um, he was a bit of a jokester and he loved to have a laugh. So yeah, he was just a, a good guy like Maria was saying. So I asked a question, what happened to cause his death? And I saw damage to the left side of his head and face. Uh, I don't know how graphic, I, I try not to be too graphic, but I saw bones were broken, his jaw, his nose, his cheekbone, skull and eye socket on the left-hand side of his face were all broken. Um, it happened very quickly. I felt that it wasn't prolonged. It was very quick. And um, he was also hit while lying on the grass. So even after he fell, he was hit because I see grass stains on the other side of his face. Mm -hmm. And I also felt that he was kicked as well while he was down maybe yeah. stomped on or kicked or something like that as well, because it just became a bit of a frenzy. Yeah. Um, I asked who attacked and killed him, and I did in brackets say why, um, just in case it all came together. I had the, um, he'd seen this person before, so it was someone that he had seen before. And I saw him looking the person in the eye as if it was close up, like mm. speaking with someone. Um, and then I saw headlights from a vehicle in front of him. And I felt that the vehicle passed him a couple of times, like you said. Yeah. And um, that the vehicle went past him, came around and came back and maybe even went around again. Um, and then uh, because he saw that, but because he'd been drinking, he just thought it was somebody having fun and wasn't too concerned. Um, I saw a dark colored vehicle and I felt it was a pickup, like a Dodge pickup was like, I don't know to name American vehicles, uh, but it had a square grill and I felt that it had a chrome bumper in the front like Milo said and I felt it was maybe um, like a 1960s 1970s vehicle but listening to you too and, and some of the others um, when I say pickup maybe it was a two-door because some of you also said a two-door so maybe I thought it was a pickup in my mind because I didn't see a four-door vehicle, but I, I don't know. Um, I kept wanting to say they as if there were two of them, but one in particular was the, um, the one that was angry with him. I saw three people in the vehicle, but I felt that um, it was him in the middle squished in between two people 
but then that could have been three people as well. That was my interpretation of what I was seeing. Sure. Um, I heard, sorry, did you have a question? No, no, no. I was just agreeing with you. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, and I heard the word, and I, I don't like to say it, so I'll spell part of it. F-A-G dot dot T is oh. what they, the guy yelled at him, angrily at him. And he was punched and then shoved into the vehicle. And I feel that the term, it's a derogatory term yeah. that was sort of almost common to use then as well, but it was meant to have been an insult to him. Mm -hmm. um, it feels so the main guy who hit him doesn't live close to the area where he first saw James, like at the party, because I see him drying, driving off on a rural road with trees and paddocks driving away from a, a, a built up area. Um, it was meant to have been a beating and not a killing and they just went into a frenzy and got carried away. Um, the main guy I felt was a little older than James but only by another year or two, so not greatly older, that he was a little bit older. I felt that he was taller than James. I don't know how tall James was, but I felt he was a little bit taller than him. And he had dark brown hair. And possibly it was shorter than him because I could see his ears. But then I felt that it was um, back like Danny Zuko from Greece. So I don't know if that was part of his halloween look as well that whether he actually had shorter hair or it was just slicked back you know with the little um danny zuko little bit on the top but yeah, yeah. so yeah we, we seem to be getting a lot of cross things even with milo saying the um chrome bumper yeah and that specifically because that's what I saw too I mean that was pretty popular I think back then too like those older cars had a lot of that chrome shiny chrome bumpers uh, I know I felt like people knew more you know I felt like no you know people knew what happened and didn't say anything um or had their suspicions but may not have said anything because I think maybe because these kids were so young, the police were like, you know, they, they're not capable of this. Or I know, I almost felt like there might've been some kind of connection. Like I know these kids type of thing, like not, they're not going to, they're not, they're not going to do this, you know, that kind of thing. But I feel like this got totally out of hand, like this argument or it, and I do feel it's jealousy from this athletic guy. Like, I think what bothered him so much is that James is genuinely a good guy. And so people are just naturally like, he's like almost empathic. I feel like he's, he had that natural draw that empaths do. Um, but I do know this, his brother, Andy had mentioned that his mom was never, obviously never the same again. I mean, you have two now holidays that are completely like Ugh, for the family, Halloween and, and uh, Christmas. And, um, but he did say that his mom was terrified to let the kids take the bus at, after this because he, they, he, she kept telling Andy that I feel like they're going to come for you too. 
I just feel like they're going to come for you too. Um, and so that right there felt to me like people know some, they know something and there's rumors that were going around. Why would she let the kids not take the bus? Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. there's something there. Um, and I, I don't know. Do you guys feel like this case will ever be solved? I tried to pick up on whether this guy who was the main aggressor who instigated um, this um, beating, uh, whether he was still alive and I, I couldn't pick anything up on that. Yeah. I do know that the police found some, oh shit, was it this one? Um, where the police found some DNA on, a, on some wood or some sticks that were on whatever they found some DNA that was not James and um do you guys remember this and I was like can you pick up DNA from wood like that oh, definitely yes, yeah that, no that's what yeah. y'all said I didn't know I have no idea how that all works um but I mean now we're also talking 19 what I say 1982 so what what's the testing like then and what could they get from it now? I mean, now, you know, technology is so much more advanced when it comes to DNA and DNA testing. I'm wondering if, you know, if they See, have it. If these were young people, they wouldn't, mm -hmm. potentially, they wouldn't have the, been in a database. You know, True. they're just yeah. young, stupid guys. Yeah. But given another 40 years. Yeah. Whatever. Well, do you guys feel like these guys did anything bad again? Do you guys feel like this like led their life, changed it in a bad way? These these perpetrators? I can't answer that. Sorry. So I'm just letting them their eyes and they're just thinking for a minute. This is a podcast and nobody can see your face. <laughs> I feel like I I don't think it's ever gonna get solved beyond a reasonable doubt i don't i i think that they already have ideas of who did it i don't also feel like they're going to be um prosecuted even if they might find out i mean i think they kind of know already but, so i don't think there's going to be a prosecution and arrest and that which is a shame you know both of, of james's parents has already have passed away his brother is still alive and you know and i do think that he has a sister now too but i just sad what do, what do you think milo um as i was sitting with it i i don't really think that um they did it again i i think this was like a mistake that happened um but uh, I don't think it's ever going to be fully resolved. And I, I'm, I'm fully convinced that people know who did it. Yeah, I do too. I really um, feel- Because they would be, what, 58, almost 60 years old now, right? Yeah, yeah. Maria, what do you think? I think the older they get, uh, the more haunting it's for them. I think so too. Mm -hmm. um, if it happens, it might be one of those deathbed confessions. Yes. Kind of thing. Right. Yeah, totally. I could totally see that happening. I was thinking of that too. Yeah, it's, I think it's just stupid 
decisions. Like, I think there was so much alcohol involved that this guy was just so mad. And like, I, I don't think I felt regret for him. Like at the time of all of this happening, uh, but, but like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Like, I feel like these kids still like, I cannot believe this happened. I can't believe. And I also feel that if anybody's to talk about it, it may be the, the weak, the weak link of the three. Well, Cause I felt like I saw three men. I think it's the guy that wasn't involved. And I think there's your deathbed confession of who did it. And because I don't feel like I, I felt like there was two involved with the beating one involved with the killing and the third guy felt like holy shit i'm st- i cannot believe these guys are you know like this is this is happening this is i like i just feel like this there's no way you know and it was a pack of like don't talk about it we're not talking about this we're taking this to our graves type of thing but well, what is- and the psychology of an 18 year old um sure if if they if they had done something like this at 18 years old, I don't know how they would process this compared to an adult mind. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Because (laughs) life and death is pretty fleeting at 18. You just like, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like in in our- Particularly if you've been drinking. Sorry, Milo. No, no. I was just saying that like in our forties and fifties, if something like that, that could be extremely haunting for that person. 100%. Um, you know, unless you're a psychotic killer. But Which I don't think these kids are. Um, I think they should have gotten in trouble because I do feel like at the time of the crime, the, the athletic kid that, that ended up giving up the deathly blows had an, like he had some insecurity issues, attitude issues, probably struggling with school, probably, you know, struggling with life. But he was freaking 18, 19 years old, right? So that's not surprising. Um, But I don't feel like he's a killer. Like we've dealt with some people. I mean, we had this debate, right? Everybody's idea of um, uh, for us. So when we sit and we try to figure out if people are violent or nonviolent, right? We just had this um, with Pam the other night. How we all, what, God, how do you explain it? What it feels like to us is going to be all different, which is considered violent and nonviolent based on our own life experiences, right? And so um, Pam put up some guys and we were trying to figure out who were violent and nonviolent. And I was skeezed out by number three, right? Like gross, gross, gross. And yes, he wasn't a serial killer, but he killed his child. And I felt like it was intentional. I don't know how you guys felt, but I think that's what made, I'm such a, right? I was a foster mom for years. You know, I adopted my son. This, kids have always been my thing. And so I was just like, you know, well, Olivia, you know, I can't do cases like I know you can't. I just, re- I refuse to do them because it upsets me so much. So I, and we I just, I was the same as you, Olivia. I was just freaked out with him and, and I, I got it wrong because he wasn't um, the, <laughs> the, the right person in our class, Right. but he was the one that freaked me out the most. Yeah. We were, we were, same. Kind of thing, um, because we were like, 
um, the other guy was a serial killer, but he was just shooting people in the head, you know, like, right. Yeah. Like I literally had serial killer, serial killer, pedophile. And I chose the pedophile as the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. And that's what we were saying that it's subjective as you're saying now it is subjective. Yeah, well, I'm not sure, but I think when we did our, one of the last podcasts, I had mentioned that I felt like the the boys that had done the beating um, may have been, or at least one of them, came from a family of privilege and was pretty, like, tied to the community and money, and more than likely, there would have been a lot of hush-hush going on if anything yep. did come out. And I think that that's where... For the police, like, I know these kids. I know this kid, right? And I, and it could go for that one kid. I know this kid. I know the family. I know the connection. Because we're talking about a small town in New York. I'm, don't ask me to pronounce it again because I can't. But that's where, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. And I agree with that. I, I feel like there's some kind of, like, mm, mm, the, but I don't, obviously, if the evidence was there, they would have been in trouble but it's I mean I grew up in a small town and I could tell you that there are kids that came from well-off families in those small towns that could get away with anything anything had been had been hauled back to their parents house by the police time and time again and nothing ever came of it it's true. And, and that's where you also get, as we know, some of the cases we've looked at, where um, the parents will have an idea that they were involved and they yeah. will be saying, don't say anything. Yes. Yeah, no, right. 100%. I mean, I even felt like that mm. with Brian Oberger that's, you know, involved with the, the Idaho murder stuff. I mm. felt like... And I, I don't know if you guys remember, but not reading, I was like, watch the parent or watch the dad or watch the, and I kept feeling really drawn to like watch them because they, are they going to try to cover this up? You know, that's, those mm. are the people, but yeah, I don't feel like this main guy. I don't, he definitely doesn't feel like some of the people we've dealt with in the past. So I know that's a really hard comparison, but I don't feel like he went off on a murderous rage that thereafter this event, it's not like it triggered him to kill more people or anything. And I don't feel like these kids, you know, went out to kill these people. I just thought they were going to fuck them up and scare them and whatever. It was but, an alcohol frenzy. Yeah. Alcohol fueled frenzy. Just um, something curious. Um, with the vehicle, um, uh, some, I think it might have been Eli said two door. Somebody said two door. I think maybe a couple mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Um and I felt that he was squished in um, between people. And I wondered if some of those cars that you mentioned have a, a bench seat. Yeah, I think that was really popular during that time. Yeah. Yeah. What popped, what, I don't know, you guys, what popped in my head as you were saying this um, was an El Camino. So if you're not familiar with that vehicle, it is like a car in the front. It's like, you know, party in the front, party in the back. It's, you know, but it's like a car in the front and it does have a bed, ah. but it's like a car in the front. Um, and those were also very popular, you know, during that time. And they did have that square, that square front. Grill. Grill. Yep. 
It did. And a bench, it, and a bench a, seat. It had the bench seating in the front with the two, um, the two door. And then there right. was a back for people to squish in, but you have to go through those two doors and, you know, yeah. the whole bench, I think in some of them scooted forward and back. So it was attached. Um, so yeah, very interesting. And that could be the, the third guy in the back and the two main guys in the front with James squished in between. And yeah. and that's that third guy that just didn't want to get too involved in it, that he sort of kept himself maybe in the vehicle even and, and watched the other two yeah, deal very, with him. Uh, yeah, very possible. Maybe he was trying to be the voice of reason, but he sure didn't stop it. And that's why he's quiet. Yeah. Because they would have said, well, you were there. Yeah. Well, and there's that, right? throw him under the bus just as much as anybody else but mm. so sad oh you guys so this is the story of James Adamski um, again in New York hopefully you know someone hears this and and they can pinpoint you know and say well, like I always say I knew that fucker did it I knew he had something to do with it right <laughs> I mean that these are this is kind of the, the hopes that I have that people listen to these and know the area know the story from the area know something you know maybe even the perpetrator is listening I don't know and you never know right but we know who you are you're busted yeah. oh, someday someday get some justice for James that is for sure but you guys, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you guys so very much. You have no idea. And um, yeah, this is the story of James Adimsky. Wait until next week. We've got some new cool stuff for you as well. And uh, that's it for today. We will talk to you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mystical and Mysteries, the podcast. If you liked what you heard, please remember to hit like and subscribe. Have a question for Olivia or have a missing person that needs to be highlighted? Feel free to get in touch. You can reach her at theclaireconnection.com. Until next time, stay safe.